My mama used to tell me, boy, you talk too much. That's part of your problem. You talk too much. If you keep talking, you're going to, well, you know the rest. And you know what, mama? I never did learn how to be quiet, did I? Lessons from the screen. So today we're going to be talking about Joe Biden's first day in office because he was busy. He was busy. He got it. We're also going to be talking about the response of the Republicans and the Trumplicans or the Trumpets. So I don't, I mean, whatever you call those people, the Cheeto lovers, the cheese fingers, whatever. We're going to be talking about their response. And then we're also going to be tiptoeing our way back into the Lift Every Voice plan. So let us get into it. But before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to PAX Inc. Our sponsor, as always, PAX Inc. is a black activist, advocacy, and think tank organization with the purpose of increasing the quality of life of black people in America through a focus on education, economics, and culture shift. You can find them at www.pactsinc.org. That's paxinc.org. Go on over to the website, check out the learning center where you can read books and interact leave a comment, leave a donation, become a member, tell a friend to tell a friend, get involved, take a survey. There are plenty of ways that you can get involved. Make sure that you're doing everything that you can to help them because they're doing everything that they can to help you. And with that out of the way, you know this is the show where we waste our time, our energy, and our brain power so that you don't have to. Let's go ahead and let's get into so it. So Biden was super busy, super busy over the past day or so getting things done in the name of getting things undone he uh signed roughly 30 executive orders roughly 30 i believe the exact number was about 27 in total executive orders that he signed and they covered everything from tighter COVID regulations mandatory masks for travel uh vaccine rollout plans huh who knew they didn't have a plan for rolling out the vaccine at all go figure right go figure uh, vaccine rolling out, talked about the United States staying, remaining with the WHO, the World Health Organization. And as we all know, Trump had talked about pulling America out of the World Health Organization because we know that Trump is very good at pulling out. One other thing that Trump pulled out of that Biden is putting us back into is the Paris Climate Agreement. The Paris Climate Agreement, as you recall, was an agreement from 170 plus nations all over the world to lower carbon emissions in an effort to control global warming so that we don't all die painfully. Yep, he put us back in that. Of which, putting us back in the Paris Climate Agreement seemed to really piss off a lot of Republicans. Ted Cruz, for one, idiot Cruz, as I like to call him, punk Cruz, because Donald Trump thoroughly punked him during the 2016 presidential election race where he talked about his mama his wife his daddy he talked about that man so bad like if we was in the streets you would have had to see about me but they not in the streets so apparently it's okay for donald trump to talk about this man and his entire family and everything he stands for and then for him to turn around and pull his pants down and for Ted Cruz to promptly shove his mouth open hung out right into Trump's rear end because that's where it was for the next four years and you know what it's still kind of there now still kind of there now you often I wonder if when Ted Cruz talks can the people he's talking to smell what Donald Trump ate last night that's a good question. Ted Cruz, who is the idiot that he is, said that by 
by, by putting us back into the Paris Climate Agreement, Joe Biden is showing that he cares more about the citizens of Paris than the citizens of America. I'm not even going to get into how stupid that is, but you know what, Ted Cruz? You've earned it. There you go. Two hands for you. Clap them up, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans are also losing their shit. Losing their sugar, honey, ice, and the tea. Because much of what Biden has done and will continue to do is along the lines of erasing the Trump legacy. Mind you, they had no problems with Trump erasing eight years of Obama. But under the guise of unity and bringing the country together and union and all of that other stuff, they're saying he shouldn't have did it. He shouldn't be doing it and he should stop doing it. And again, I say they were using these same terms of bringing the country together and all of this other stuff while they were undoing everything that Obama did. But, but you know, it's funny. Nobody seems to care about the underdog until they themselves are the underdog. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why Americans love underdog stories is because many Americans see themselves as the underdog. That's why we also love stories where the victim comes out on top because we see ourselves as the victim. And it is an interesting day when a man who is who inherited success and did everything in his life to destroy his inheritance gets seen as the victim. But that's the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we are dealing with in this day and age. And there is there is just nothing else to say about that. But apparently Mitch McConnell had a lot to say about a lot of things. Mitch McConnell took to the Senate floor to cry for more than a few minutes about why why, oh why, the Democrats were moving to undo what the Republicans had done and were moving to enforce their own policy. He says that the American people did not elect a government for sweeping ideological reform. You spent the majority of your career, even when the Democrats were in power, preventing the Democrats from doing what they needed to do. And now when you're not in power, you're going to complain about them following out their policy when while you are in, po in power, you proceeded to carry on your policy and tell them to shut up and be quiet. So Mitch McConnell on the Senate floor spent a few minutes crying in fluent turtle speech, mind you. Wonderful. If you ever need a lesson in how to speak to your pet turtle, you should listen to this speech from Mitch because Mitch has got it for you. Anyways, what this whole thing really signified, in my opinion, was a return of obstructionist Mitch. And he is going to be a very obstructionist Mitch. Here's the deal, Mitch. By you doing what you did to Trump the last two days of his time in office following the treasonous coup attempt by the Trump followers and the Republican people who lost their minds, and we're going to get more into that later, the Republicans don't like you anymore, and Democrats think you are Satan's spawn. So, good luck with your future in politics. Although, given the fact that most Americans don't vote, I would say your future in politics is safe, unfortunately. Moving on. And then we had this lady. As we turn away from obstructionist Mitch, the Mitch that he is, and we get into Ultra Karen. Check this out. President Trump. If you see this, please save us. <laughs> I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. 
This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. Y'all are about to have a panic attack. <laughs> this is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us, please. Now, the first thing I want to say here is what in the entire fuck was that? Someone send crying Karen a counselor, please. She could really use something to take the edge off um i mean ignorant karen is going through a really tough time right now and, and this is not the time to kick someone when they're down no you don't kick people when they're down that is not what we do you stomp them ignorant karen is going through a tough time and that that has to be expected because idiot karen spent the last few years of her life worshiping a man that has proven that you don't have to be good at anything to be remembered in history. You just have to be born into a certain family, which is something that many of us commoners have known. But apparently, idiot Karen doesn't know that. And she thinks that just because Donald Trump is on the TV, he is somebody that she should aspire to be. Boys. Uh, Clueless Karen, Super Karen is so hurt she can't even see the American flag at the Biden inauguration amongst a sea of flags. And it makes sense that she can't see shit because when your head is that far up Trump's ass, there's nothing to see. I wouldn't open my eyes either, Karen. I wouldn't open my eyes. But pay attention to Crazy Karen. Don't, don't just write Crazy Karen off because Psycho Karen is still expecting Trump to save her. And there are many Psycho Karens out there expecting and waiting for Trump to bust through their door with his shirt off and his superhero costume and save them. And these people are dangerous. Karen is more than just a threat to herself. She is also a threat to everyone around this her. This is her land. It's not Biden. I am a black man. So I know it ain't my land. But in any case, in any way, we're gonna get back into the Biden-Harris plan for black America lift every voice for what the very first thing we're going to get into is the section entitled expand access to high quality education and tackle racial inequality in our education so here Biden promises to outline plans to remove education based on zip codes uh, parents income race or disability and he states that he wants to build an education system that helps every student get some education beyond high school with investments made in them at birth. The very first thing that he says is that he's going to provide high quality, universal pre-kindergarten for all three and four year olds. And this one is a simple promise to work with states to offer pre-K for all three and four year olds. There's no mention of what this actually means or how it will actually work. There's no mention of enough here to really get excited about because he could offer plans and promise to work with states but states might not work back and there's no guarantee that there's going to be anything of substance in those plans there's just not enough here for us to make any sort of judgment or assessment on the validity of this promise so as with all things that are going to result in no change or we don't have enough information to base a, a decision on them it gets a d 
The final thing we're going to be talking about is he's going to eliminate the funding gap between white and non-white districts and rich and poor districts in order to give teachers a raise and expand STEM curriculum in underserved school districts. Now, this section opens up making a reference to an Ed Bill report released in February of 2019 that details disparities in education funding. And it's a fairly interesting report. It really is. You should definitely take a look at it. In any case, the big point of the report is that there is a $23 billion gap between funding for white schools and non-white schools and Joe Biden plans to close that gap. And that is the major point of the report. And that is the major point that Joe Biden took from the report. One of the things he proposes to do about it is to triple Title I funding. So Title I refers to Title I Part A of the Secondary and Elementary School Education Act, which was passed in 1965 as a part of President LBJ's War on Poverty. And this section provides financial assistance to local educational agencies and schools with high numbers of children from low-income families. Providing funding to low-income schools is not the same thing as providing funding to black schools or to black people for that matter. The tools that you use to provide income to are to provide funding to low income areas are not the same tools that you use to provide funding to black people. And I, I've outlined that plenty of times on this show during this series. The fact of the matter is the funding that's used to provide income and, and opportunities and resources to low income areas a lot of those tools are directed towards rural areas and other areas that are primarily dominated by low-income white people and that's because they're focused in rural areas and black people low-income black people predominantly exist in urban areas in the low-income part of urban areas who have had the collective income of the zip code lifted above the low income threshold by all of the suburbs and all of the rich white people that live in that zip code you can't take a zip code approach to distributing wealth to black people but that is frequently the approach that is taken and that's why a lot of these programs that were created for black people to get up out of our conditions don't work they are not designed to work that way they are designed to give the illusion that they work that way while not actually working that way. Pay attention. I've said that several times. He goes on to say that new funding will first be used to ensure teachers at Title I schools are paid competitive. Three and four-year-olds have access to preschools and districts provide access to rigorous coursework, including STEM, across all schools, not just a few. And this whole point, this whole thing right here is not going to change anything in my opinion. So it gets a D as well. It gets a D as well. Next time we talk, we are going to be going over, uh, I'm going to read it. Improved teacher diversity, reinstating the Obama-Biden administration's actions to a diversified schools. And we're going to be going over the section entitled, ensure that African-American students are not inappropriately identified as having disabilities while also ensuring that African-American students with disabilities have the support to succeed. 
So with that, that's going to be our show for today. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, it's been a pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed it. Let me know in the comments if you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think about some of the things we talked about. Let me know how you feel about what's going on. If you are interested in the old shows or catching up on the series, definitely you're going to have to go and check out the podcast. A link to that will be in the description. Next time, Lessons from the Screen hits you in the face. Lessons from the Screen.